the EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. How many trick or treaters did you get in the oh, blizzard? Did you get a lot of them? None. None? Not even one. You had one. no trick or treaters. <laughs> and they were out and about. They did not come to my house. Your first year ever. They did not come. They got, I watched them with their parents. They're all bundled up and they're going to every house. They get to the street. You know, I'm on the last block of the street and they see, you know, the dead end sign. And I guess they thought, well, can't go down there. And nothing. <laughs> no one came down. And nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh my goodness. I just sat there all sad looking out at the snow, <laughs> just standing at my glass door with my forehead against the glass. Just Worst kind of Halloween Watching all ever. the little children turning away at the dead end sign. I'm like, wait. Well, no. I thought it was really interesting here, and I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. It was really controversial online when it happened, but I think it proved that sometimes people overreact. There was a decision made by the mayor on Thursday, on Halloween, he decided not to cancel it because, and I like that. Because to me, it's like, hey, when, when you were a kid, you I'm going in out snow. in the snow. Yeah. It made perfect sense for my 13 year old, my 11 year old. They just bundled up. Yeah, they they changed their costumes. Like one put on like my big giant goofy Chewbacca pajamas. Yeah, and put his coat on underneath, it and he was Chewbacca. It was yeah. a goofy costume. And then my daughter had like footy Minnie Mouse pajamas that were given to her as almost like a gag gift, and she stuffed her winter jacket in underneath <laughs> the thing, and they both went out trick or treating with their friends yeah. because they're the right age for it. But my four-year-old, he wanted to go out. He was dressed as Super Mario. We made it six houses Aww. with a coat on underneath there because he had like a puffy costume yeah. that he could get away with it. And he's like, I'm cold. I want to go home. And I felt bad for him. And when I was going to the houses that he stopped at, there's little kids at several of them that are dressed up and they're like, mommy, why can't we go out? And the mom's like dealing with like kids that are like three, four, five years old. So they're seeing other kids come to their door. Can't go trick or treating because there's a blizzard going on outside. So I like the fact so, that we didn't cancel because I think Halloween in America, in my America, America, Halloween happens on Halloween. But I thought it was nice that they were like, hey, Friday afternoon for two hours and Saturday afternoon for two hours. If you didn't get your little kid out there, get out there. Yeah. There were people all worried like, oh, my God, they'll be busting people in from out of town what? and there'll be all these people knocking on my door. Oh I had nobody show up during the extended hours. Nobody. Congratulations. To the winner of our Halloween contest Woo-hoo! online. Okay, it was. I'm going to give away the mother's Facebook name. And then I found out what the real last name was. So she went under her name Michelle Nolan. It's actually the O'Malley family. They're from Evergreen Park. Their son Patrick dressed as Mister Rogers. It was so cute. It was really. <laughs> but all six of the finalists were awesome, and there were some of them I didn't even fit in there. But it was it's a hard. really interesting story going on that I was able to see because I'm able to see all the shares. And in the end, there were two contestants that got really close. Fruit Loops and Mr. Rogers like pulled away. And it was a battle throughout the entire voting process mm-hmm. online. So we're sending a consolation prize to Fruit Loops, okay? Because I was like, that that kid was he so close. Off, yeah. So close, okay? But there was also a really interesting story about how the winner is donating his winnings to charity. He will be on the show with his mother next week on the EP podcast. We have a lot going on, so we're going to dive into it, Hannah. We have the folks from the food bank here, the Evergreen Park Food Bank, are on the program this week. Bill Sanderson, principal of Evergreen Park High School, is going to be in here because their entrance exam and their open house are coming up very, very soon. 
And we have a brand new member of the Chamber of Commerce that I'm going to introduce to everybody here in Evergreen Park. She's already done some really cool things, including the the Halloween stroll, the first annual Halloween stroll that also had to happen in the blizzard right. on Thursday. That is all ahead here on the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. <laughs> It is now time for your EP Word on the Street. This Friday, November the 8th, 7.30 in the morning, all Evergreen Park military veterans are invited to the Evergreen Park High School Cafe. The high school's National Honor Society is putting on a veterans breakfast. RSVP now. Call 708-398-1352. On Saturday, November 9th at 9.30 in the morning, The youth department is teaching kids the game of ping pong. You can register for that right now, 3220 West 98th Street. You also probably want to start planning for their annual family basketball turkey shoot. Fourth, fifth, sixth graders and their parents or guardians invited Saturday, November the 23rd to the activity center at 3 p.m., six bucks a team. The team would consist of a child and that adult. 10 free throws apiece. The team that hits nothing but net the most wins a 10 to 12 pound turkey just in time for Thanksgiving. Registration's open now. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice, bulk leaf pickup has begun. Fire those leaves into your street. That's your EP word on the street. And as the EP podcast rolls on, and my first guest sits down here at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement. I want to tell you about a great event that's coming up. Our good friends over at Unidad Restaurant on November the 12th are teaming up with a brand new brewery called Casa Humilde. And they're going to be doing a four-course dinner at Unidad with craft beer paired up with the courses. And it's only 40 bucks plus tax and gratuity. And it's limited seating on Tuesday, November the 12th. I love my craft beer. I'm probably going to get there. Something to treat yourself to. Call them now, 708-529-0911. Limited seats available. Get yourself reserved right now for a night out in Evergreen Park. And if you are able to enjoy an evening like that, you're probably able to help out my next guest. John Dalkey is one of the fine people from the Evergreen Park Food Pantry, the Office of Citizen Services uh, has the Evergreen Park Food Pantry. Where, where's it at, John? It's at the corner of 98th and Washington. It's the old um, Howitt Fire Station. Okay, yes, exactly now. All right, and John, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, I appreciate you stopping by. Tis the season, John. I, it's it's the holiday season now when people think to themselves, I want to do something to help people before Thanksgiving, or I want to do something to help people for the holiday season. I want people get this, this charitable feeling this time of year when in reality, you guys probably need the help year round, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't say it better. I mean, it's like, uh, we get inundated with uh, donations, food donations during the holiday season. But then, uh, you know, after Easter, it, it's, it slacks off a little bit, you know, during the, especially during the summer when people are on vacations, but you know, any time of year, any donations are very welcome. Look, you're going to start getting phone calls 
constantly. I get robocalled for like donate to this and donate to that and everything. But the same reason that we say keep the green and evergreen with the businesses, you're going to help out. Let's help out people here in Evergreen Park. Yeah, I, okay. I, you know, I just don't think people realize uh, that there's a need for uh, support, you know, for their fellow neighbors in, in Evergreen Park. You know, we service anywhere between... 120 and 140 families a year, um, a month. And are these just Evergreen Park families? They're only Evergreen Park res- residents. You know, um, if and you don't realize that because Evergreen Park feels like it's like one of those places where you don't have people that are going hungry, but right. that's a big problem across the entire country. And it's and it doesn't matter what your house looks like; you may not have anything in the cupboards. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, um, it's like anything; you, you should. You know, observe what's going on in your own neighborhood. But I could say that there's probably two or three families on every block that are are in need. So now this time of year, there's always an extra crunch. Because Correct. we're talking families, and we're talking right. people that have kids right. that yeah. are living here in Evergreen Park. Mm-hmm. These might be kids that are going to school with your kids. Exactly. And, and you're giving out a pretty big number of the amount of families that are reliant on this. So this mm-hmm. is this is part of their every week routine. Right. Or, or when, they ha- when they're short that month or when they need it mm-hmm. for a little bit. People lose their jobs. People are in bad situations. Yeah, and a lot of it is uh, elderly, too. You know, on fixed incomes, and uh, they, they get the rent squeeze going um, where they, you know, the rent goes up, and uh, they got to they gotta start looking for other avenues for getting food or paying right. for their medicine. So, you know, and anything that we can give them at the food pantry, it's just cash that they save for something else that they, they really need. So what are the big drives now? Well, I mean, the, our, uh, the biggest drive that we have is um, the Holy Redeemer uh, fall harvest. And that's coming up, um, I think it's the week before Thanksgiving this year. Is this the one where they have people put out their food on their porch? Yeah, yeah. And the Redeemer kids and the Redeemer families run around and pick, and pick them up. Them up. It's and, you awesome. can, and you can do this all over Evergreen, right? Not just in their neighborhood? Or I where? think they just do it in the uh, Holy Redeemer parish. Really? Yeah. It's a huge effort, and, and they do uh, a, a great job. I mean, the volunteers are great. The, a, couple of vol- a couple of the families, the, the Harmons and the Malloys and the Morans, actually help us out several times during the year, You know, especially when the food depository truck comes in to help us um, uh, unload, you know, so uh, we get a lot of support from that parish. But, you know, there's also um, all of the, the grammar schools and, and the Evergreen Park High School have food drives uh, during the holidays, which is, they're big too, you know. So if you so have a kid get, that's going to one food. of those schools, pay attention, they might be having a food drive. Exactly, right, right yeah. Okay. I would think this is a rough thing for somebody yeah, to go through. Yeah, I mean, I'll be yeah, honest yeah. with you. I, I mean, I've lived in Evergreen Park now for 15 years. And about, I would say about 10 years ago, I lost my job and my wife lost hers within like a three month period. Mm. We had a two and a half year old and I had one that was on the way. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, now they're, now they're 13 and, and 11 and there's like, it seems so long ago. Okay. And one, not only did I think I was going to lose the house, I was trying to figure out how I was going to feed everybody. And to be honest with you, I was too embarrassed to walk into the food pantry. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that this is, this yeah. is difficult for anybody to walk into and do but it's a necessity, and they shouldn't feel that way when they have to use it. I would think that then you want to make sure that people are dropping off things that, you know, make sure that it's not past the expiration date. Correct. Don't yeah. don't hand your junk that's sitting in the back, you know. Mm-hmm, right. If you're going to make a no da- donation, make a real donation. Don't don't drop things off that you you would never eat yourself. Right. Nobody wants to eat canned beets for six weeks. I mean, it's the... Go, go, you know, give something of value. It, it, you can do it, right. I would yeah. think. There's a lot of wealth in this community. Um, so, I mean, I, they make a, and you know, it's kind of, I'm just asking people to make a special effort to go to the store and find something that they think would be a treat, you know, because we get, 
the bare bones uh, type of ingredients from the food depository. You know, like we'll get our canned goods, you know, we'll get tuna, peanut butter and jelly. But, you know, we don't get things like crackers. We don't get sweet cereal, you know, uh, cake mixes, you know, five pound bags of sugar. Yeah, kid, people, um, kids have birthdays. Some, yeah. You right, know, there's exactly, things that yeah. like, and the mom wants to still yeah. give the kid a birthday. So we, we like to be able to give them something special, especially during the holiday seasons. Right. Uh, you know, and it, so, and then kind of leading into that too, is we do have a uh, Thanksgiving turkey giveaway and a Christmas ham giveaway for the patrons that, that uh, used a, a food pantry. And that's coming up. I think the, I, I'm not sure what day the Christmas distribution is. I have to get back to you on that, but Pretty sure the Thanksgiving distribution is the 23rd. A, they're always on Saturdays, right before the holiday. John, it's good work what you guys are doing over at the food pantry. I, I appreciate you coming down here and visiting with me. I really appreciate you asking us. Well, I, I think we, I want to keep in touch, especially through this season, but all year all year long, because I, you guys are doing good work over there. <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to do whatever we can to help out over there. So you and I will have to have a discussion when we're when we're off of this thing and see what we can do. But I definitely would love to have you back sometime, and I definitely want to keep track of all the different events. You ever need to announce anything, come to us. Okay, okay? Thanks, let, Chris, let, let me do that. Yeah, okay, I really appreciate I, you. I want anything that we can do, and you know, good luck. Okay, because I know it's difficult out there, and this is and this is going to be a busy season for you because you're going to get all these donations. But it's a good thing, and hopefully, people that are listening to this who may never have thought like I didn't realize this is a problem that two or three people on my block, most two or three households on my block, are most likely in need, and they're waving to me, and I don't even realize it, and I can help them out. I think this is a, definitely something that hopefully people will say. Yeah, let's get let's get some more food in the food pantry. Thanks very much. I really appreciate you. The world is fast and busy. Sometimes you got to get down to your speed. And the place to lower your speed and relax in Evergreen Park is at the Red Palm. Maybe your speed is wine on a Wednesday with your friends for Wine Down Wednesday. Maybe turtle races and Queen of Hearts on Thursday nights is more your speed. Each and every night, though, at the Red Palm, you get a little island attitude at a local latitude. When you walk into the Red Palm, it's like walking into an island bar, but right in Evergreen Park. With a menu like no other created by Chef Mario and cooked in a beautiful wood fire oven. Unique tastes, comfort foods, and honestly, the best wings you're going to find anywhere. Have a tropical drink, a craft beer, a glass of wine, or share a bucket of lights with your friends. Watch the game on one of the many flat screen TVs over the top of their bar or out on the patio. The Red Palm at 3020 West 95th Street. Island attitude, local latitude. Hannah, my wife, my lovely wife, Erica, is down here wearing the uh, the headset at the bar. How do you like that? Why do you have to tell people about this? <laughs> <laughs> I have a guest headset it's like now. I'm, I'm, it's like here. the shame headset. <laughs> the shame headset. <laughs> it's like it's, the cone. We give that to people who don't talk loud enough. We put the headset uh, on them. Okay, so she has lost a ton of weight. Yes. I have lost some weight as well doing this keto diet. Um, the one thing you guys are doing different from me, though, is you're working out yes. like a lot. Erica's you're like workout out a whole twins, lot. workout twins. And you came in this morning just all excited about the one that you did. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. I got I to put them on because it's kind of funny. So, OK, so what what was the one that you did this morning? We just did a, a Matt Pilates class. We've always done the reformer classes with over you know, at uh, core fitness at and core physical fitness, therapy. Yes. OK. We've always done the reformer machine, so we gave the mat class a try, and it was a lot harder, a lot more challenging. But you know, it would be something really hard. I mean, how Erica, can being on a mat be challenging? 
Because you're like, like, it seems to me like I would. This is the so kind of exercise lay, I would want to do. Where okay, I don't so imagine do you're laying on your back, and then you need to lift your legs straight up in the air, and then also roll your stomach up so your shoulders and your neck and your head are off the mat, and your feet are up in the air off the mat, and you're just doing like a holding like a crunch position for like thirty seconds, right. and then they make you like lift your legs back and forth, yeah, or point them to the ceiling, and then pull them out. It's, was, was it all? Was it all girls at this one this morning? Oh, Yes, all most women. of the time it's all women. All yeah. women about your age, all ages, all ages, all ages. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find it like you're like you're trying to keep up with the young ones or, or what? Some of the, some of the old <laughs> I feel like we are uh, the young ones. Oh, uh, every time she's on, I can't help myself. The look at her face. She's like, did she? Did he just call me old? That's exactly what she just gave me. <laughs> Core Fitness and Physical Therapy, twenty nine forty ninety fifth Street in Evergreen Park. Give them a call seven zero eight four two two. 0990 uh, Erica and Hannah seem to enjoy it. We love it. We do. Been a while since he's been down here, but I'm glad he's here. Bill Sanderson from the Evergreen Park High School. He's the principal. And, and you got big stuff coming up here now because it's fall. And once again, there's an entire class of eighth grade students in all the different schools in Evergreen Park that have to make a decision about where they're going to high school, right? So you guys are busy. We're excited. This is a, a big time for us. There are a lot of great things um, going on. Not only are we looking forward to the next class of 2024, um, but we're also a lot of exciting things going on in our facilities. We're in the process of putting in a new turf, baseball and softball stadiums that'll start uh, this spring. Um, our facilities last year, we put in a brand new state-of-the-art library or LRC. Um, full of technology, makerspace, uh, student space for um, group work. Um, so there's a lot of good things going on. Uh, for us academically, we just received our school report card and received a commendable rating, second highest rating um, in the state of Illinois. And we're working, closing in on becoming one of the top 10% schools in the state of Illinois. That's big news. You know, I think, I think communities... Uh, do best when their schools are good. So that's that's a that's a good thing to hear of what's going on with the with the high school that serves Evergreen Park. Yeah, and one of my, uh, our goals, you know, this is my twelfth year serving the community as principal, um, and I can see how it's evolved in the way we've approached um, reaching out to our community. Um, one of our, our our new focuses is to try and get every eighth grader, every high school bound student in Evergreen Park to attend Evergreen Park. And I think the more that we can do to attract them and the more that we can get them into our building to see what's going on and let them see all the great things we have to offer. Uh, we have an open house coming up, which is Wednesday, November 13th, 630 to 7 o'clock is our activities and athletic fair. And this is for any 7th or 8th graders. And then from 7 to 8 o'clock, we'll have a building tour and presentations. Is this for the kids and the parents? Because I'm doing all this now. I have an eighth grader. So, like, I mean, like, we're, we're doing all this, which has been kind of, it's been, it's been interesting and it's been fun. And it's very different from my wife, who grew up in a small town. Everybody went to the same high school. There wasn't even a choice. So she's, like, amazed by this. Like, it's like, okay, we're going to go check out this school. And, okay, we're going to go check out this school. And she's like... I didn't get a choice. I just went someplace. So I mean, like, so this is like the, the parents go to us, right? This Right. This is uh, designated for the parents and the students. Certainly the students can come along with other friends or other parents, but the goal is to get the parents and students involved so they hear the same message that we have. Um, this That Saturday then on November 16th, 
will be our eighth grade placement test for the private school students. Um, for our central school students, central middle school, uh, we've already gone over there and they've taken the placement test. So anybody who missed the placement test or currently attends a private school and is an Evergreen Park resident, um, that test will be set up for them on November 16th, Saturday. And the one thing that I've learned throughout this entire process is that my daughter can take your placement test and also take, if she is, is still on the fence, she can take a private school test as well. There's no rule against that. And then still has the chance to choose between that private school and you guys. Right. Our test is on a separate date. Um, and there is a difference between our test and the private school test. And the difference is ours is a placement test. There, theirs is a test in order to get in or not. Right. Because you might not even make it in. Yes. Right. Okay. So, and ours is for nothing. Um, any Evergreen Park resident may take the test. It's free cost. I know the private schools charge a cost as well to take their test. Um, so we encourage students who are on the fence because what happens many times is come March, April, May, they make that decision to attend Evergreen Park. They haven't taken a placement test. Now they are at risk of not getting the courses or the opportunities that they want to take freshman year. So, yeah, and in, and in reality, I mean, the way I'm picturing it, and you tell me if I'm wrong here, if she goes and takes the thing on the 16th, on November 16th here, and she still continues and goes and takes her one, at, uh, I think she's going to end up going over to Macaulay and taking theirs is what her choice is. She's going to do both of them right now. Okay, so that's where we're at as a family. We're right in that in that range. So she's then going to, what happens afterwards for her? Because she's going to get, you know, I'm assuming she's, she's, not to brag about my kid, but she she generally ends up as the highest GPA in her class or one of the top two, like every time that they put out their thing. So I'm expecting her to make it into Macaulay and have no problem with your placement test. So then what happens over the next couple of months? She starts to find out like what kind of classes she would get at Evergreen. So while she's still making the choice, she's getting more of a picture of what her first year is going to be like. So that's a great question. So in December, she'd take the entrance exam at, at Macaulay if that's her choice. Right. In late January and February, we'll have registration days for our incoming freshmen. At that point, they'll get a copy of their uh, placement exam, and we'll go through what their freshman year schedule would look like. Um, we'll give them the required courses, we'll lay out a four-year plan for them, and we'll also talk about what elective options or choices based on their current career goals or what they believe their career goals are to be uh, in the future. All right, so November 16th is the big day, and the 13th is the open house. And before I let you get get out of here, I uh, I do want to ask you about this. You were, you were mentioning this to me before you sat down. You guys uh, you guys are making a big move, right? You got you got with the Evergreen Park Racket Club. Can you talk about that on yes. the on the show? Okay. Yeah, the uh, school board has uh, approved the acquisition of the Evergreen Racket and Tennis Club, and that's in the process right now. Or and, and that's our uh, Evergreen Park School Board. Okay, so you guys are going to purchase that. It'll become a it will become a high school facility. But I would assume. I mean, think about it this way: that I, the way that I'm picturing this, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like whenever I give a hard time to the recreation department about why there is no pool at one of these parks, they go, "No, our pool is a high school. Everybody has access to that, even though it's in the high school." So are people going to still have access to the facilities over at the racket club? Do you even know that at this point? when this, after this purchase happens? Because it's so new, my answer is going to be just like our other facilities, our new softball and baseball stadium, our pool. There is going to be opportunities for the community 
whether it's their students or the community at large. It's going to take some time how it's going to look, but absolutely the goal is to have opportunities for our community members to use our facilities. Look at this. I got some breaking news on a podcast. Who would have thought? See, (laughs) bright and early on a Friday morning, we're giving you something hot off the press. All right. That's Bill Sanderson. Remember, on the 13th, you have the open house. And then on the 16th, make sure your kid heads over and does the placement exam. Bill, I appreciate you coming by. You're welcome anytime. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Companies that offer insurance at low prices may not cover what you need, just what you paid for. Cutting your auto insurance coverage could end up costing you thousands in the end. Mike Thauer at Country Financial offers what cut rate insurers cannot, peace of mind. Mike's a lifelong resident of Evergreen Park with his offices right at 3923 West 95th Street in the EP. Mike has policies that stand up to life's challenges and protect what you value most. He'll help you make a smart decision, not a costly one. Call Mike Thauer, your local country insurance representative, 708-425-1559, and protect what matters most. Policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Preferred Insurance Company, or Country Casualty Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Join down here at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement in Evergreen Park by a brand new member of the Chamber of Commerce, the new member services coordinator. I wanted, I've met her a few times and I was like, I need to introduce her to all of Evergreen Park. Kelly Maroney is down here. How are you, Kelly? I'm very good. Thank you. I appreciate you coming by. You hit the ground running because you just got this. When did you start at the at the Chamber? I started in July and yeah, it's been pretty nonstop yeah. since July. What, what have you... Because you, you've introduced a few things so far already that we didn't do before. What Kind of take us through some of the things that you did in the first month or so. Yeah, so when I first started, um, Nikki had asked me to start working right away on the mayor's luncheon. And that's something that they've always done. Um, so that was very fun to plan that and um, participate in that. Um, and then directly after that, um, at our last chamber meeting, we had talked to some of the members and they wanted trick-or-treaters. So we started the first annual Halloween stroll and that was on Halloween and the weather didn't really cooperate with us. But No, no, it didn't, no. didn't cooperate with anybody. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and I mean, like that was the weirdest Halloween ever. I, I, I that was, I, I'm standing there talking to my kids going, I'm going to sound like an old man right now, but in 42 years on this earth, I've never seen a Halloween like that. That had to be rough for your first big event that you were going to do. How did it go? Yeah, it went well. We were out on the street on the stroll, and I saw lots of families going in and out of businesses, and that's what we wanted. Um, I got some feedback from the businesses that they had more trick-or-treaters than in the past. That's good. So yeah, I think it went well for the first time. That's awesome. Okay, so what are the big plans now? You you must have gotten in here. Like I know when I would come into a new radio station, I would sit down, and I would take a look at the community that I was in, and I'd just start jotting notes. Like, we could do this. We could do this. Oh, this, this is a great, so you must, I'm I'm imagining you have like that kind of brain for the job that you do. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that creative (laughs) Like You you sit there, you start throwing stuff at the wall with yourself. Like, oh, we could do this fun thing and this fun thing. We can introduce this. So what what are we kind of looking at here coming up? Yeah. So right now, so now that Halloween's over, I know everybody is kind of on like a candy Craze. Um, I, am, I had to tell my kids already. I'm like, you know, you can't just eat all the candy. Like, it was cool on Halloween. We're back to like, you only get so many sweets, like, right. in a given day. Back to reality. And they yes. looked at me like I was the worst. Yes. So-, <laughs> so, the best way I feel like to handle that is 
get the candy out. Okay, so the chamber is hosting a candy collection for the first time. Um, we are working with Operation Gratitude. Okay. So we are collecting everyone's leftover and unwanted candy. So all that candy that you went through and you don't like, you know, the Smarties or you don't like the Kit Kats. Who doesn't like Smarties and Kit Kats? Pick uh, I'm something else. Not a fan else. of Smarties. Almond I like Joys. Kit Kats, I don't like Almond Joys. Okay. I hate coconuts. So Mounds and Almond Joys. People are always like, those are the best. I hate them. Okay. So I will be dropping those off. Okay. So give me all your Almond Joys. <laughs> Um, well, don't give them to me, but bring them to, we have three drop-off locations. Um, it's at Well Now on 95th and Western, Dr. Haskins on Kedzie, and Marquette Bank on 93rd and Kedzie. Awesome. That's very, very so cool. So that is from today through November 7th. Okay. Okay. So then we have our monthly meetings. Okay. So, so on November 5th, this Tuesday, we have our meeting at 830 at the library. So um, anybody is welcome to come and hear about... Um, our upcoming plans or give us some feedback so if you're not a member of the chamber can you go to those meetings like yeah. can the public show up to them and kind of like see what's going on with the with the businesses and stuff like that yeah i've been to a meeting or two i know I we'd like to see you more often i try to i try to stay <laughs> try to stay in the background you know everybody's looking at me like who's this guy oh no because i'm one of those few businesses in evergreen park where the guy shows up wearing a baseball cap <laughs> and his jeans that's Who okay. is this joker? Like they're all like they're all like the important <laughs> businessmen and women of Evergreen Park. And I walk in with my jeans and my baseball Ugh. cap and sit down in the back. So hey, every business is a business, whether <laughs> you wear a hat or not. <laughs> we welcome them all. <laughs> and uh big plans, I would think. Anything going on for the uh, the holidays here? Yes. So then um we are starting to plan our shop local celebrations. Um, and that's going to kick off on November 30th, Small Business Saturday. Okay. Um, we have some things in the works for that. So stay tuned. You can go to our website, evergreenparkchamber.org, and you can sign up for our biweekly newsletter to be informed about things um, that are coming up for Christmas and um, Shop Local. Um, we're going to have a Shop Local contest and do lots of giveaways. So. It's an interesting group when you start to meet all the people that have businesses in Evergreen Park. I mean, but they, they, they really do care about their business in Evergreen. I've noticed that, that it's really like, yeah, I'm here in Evergreen. I want things to benefit Evergreen Park. Do you feel like you see the same thing? I definitely do. Um, yes, we do have a great business community. We have great residents. Um, I feel like we all work together very well. Um, and like you said, like businesses are willing to give back to the community and do whatever it takes to for them to be successful as well as the community be successful. All right, Kelly Maroney from the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to your new position here in the EP. I'm already I'm excited about some of the stuff I've seen you do, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the chamber is going to be doing over the next couple of months. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Lancha. Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? 
when Tom Walsh is nearby. He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com.